0: Being Reasonable, now heard on WHUP-LP Hillsborough, WCOM Carborough, and WPVM Asheville. Being Reasonable comes to you from the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsborough, North Carolina. Please fasten your seatbelts. I'm Mark Solomon, and you are taking part in Being Reasonable, the weekly conversation show that focuses on how we've arrived on our steadfast views and our desire to know what is true. To participate in this friendly collaboration, all you need is respectfulness and an honest interest in the truth. We can all improve the way we form and consider our beliefs. And we can do so by being reasonable. One, two. On this week's show, we speak with Sheila Wood from The Path, a spiritual gathering of metaphysical minds located in Greensboro, North Carolina. Sheila discusses her belief that truth is the fundamental principle that governs the soul. Truth is a fundamental principle that governs the soul. Yeah. Gotcha.
1: I think everybody has an individual truth that is rooted within them. And that truth um, comes through genetics. It also comes through development. As we enter this realm, we begin immediately developing our truth. I am a spiritualist, if I may talk about that first. Um, and this helps uh, me understand my truth. Uh, Spiritualism is um, an all-encompassing sort of um, belief in that we believe like most other people. We believe that um, there's one source of divine energy. We believe in the golden rule. We believe in life after death. But the additional step is we believe that we are all connected through um, a lattice of energy and that even though we transition from the earthly realm to another realm, we are still able to communicate with our being that has transitioned into another realm. So we fully believe in contacting and communicating with those who have passed before us. Part of our truth is that We know that as souls, we have had past lives, and our soul transitions by incarnation into this lifetime, and we get ready for the next incarnation. Our soul grows from incarnation to incarnation. So that sort of energy remains with us. And that's what I meant when I said we have genetic transmission of um, energy within us, And we also have developed because our development as a soul is continuing through this incarnation. So that's what we're doing. We're actually developing our truth. I do not believe that truth is static. I do not believe you can do 10 statements that says this is what truth is. I believe we're continually developing our truth. We're continually tweaking it. We're continually discovering it.
0: You said a lot of things that I... Uh, wish to investigate okay, and a lot of uh, interesting statements. But before we get to all that, I think we should probably start at the very basis of what you said in the beginning mm-hmm. is your conception of truth. Right. So if maybe we could talk about that first sure. and then move on to the other points of surviving our deaths and the energy and things like that. Okay. Is there such a thing as an objective truth?
1: Um, again, that would... That would go back to the principles. Objective truth, to me, is kind of counterintuitive because I believe truth is inherent inside someone's soul. It's part of who they are. And objective means you're looking at it from the outside going Mm -hmm. in. Mm -hmm. We tend to talk about truth from the inside out because we develop, you know, as a spiritualist, we develop from the inside and project what we develop to the outside world.
0: But is there an objective truth?
1: Objective, if you mean... Can somebody objectively say, I know your truth 100%? No.
0: Maybe I should define what I mean to you. As you know, I have a bunch of chickens running around my yard. Mm -hmm. There is either an even or odd number of chickens. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: I'm not sure what the answer is. Presumably, you don't know what the answer is, but there is an answer. Mm -hmm. And whether I exist or persist in this life, whether you exist or persist in this life, that doesn't matter, and what we believe doesn't matter. That there is an objective answer there, an objective truth. Uh-huh. That's what I mean when I'm talking about objective truth.
1: Okay. So there are two two sides to that. You know, is there an objective truth, and doesn't matter. If you're if you're thinking primarily, what do we see? You know, do you see um, ten chickens, or do you see eleven chickens, and doesn't matter. There's a principle, there's a metaphysical principle that says that matter is simply vibrating atoms. And the only reason that I see that chair there is because I want it to be there. It is not a chair. It's vibrating atoms. So our truth would be what we see visually, physically, visually, what's processed in our mind. When you're talking about objective truth and number of chickens, that would be what we see.
0: Are you telling me that if you and I aren't here, that chair does not exist?
1: No, I'm saying if we don't see that chair, it doesn't exist. If we move to that room in there, that chair is not there. But the only reason that chair is there is because we see it. That is.
0: So if we're not here, if we're sitting in the other room, this chair here doesn't not, exist. Exactly. What if we're in the other room... And I take my iPhone, and I videotape what's going on with this chair out here. And then we walk back out here, and then we look at my f- the video on my phone, and sure enough, it looks like the chair has been here the whole time.
1: Mm-hmm. That's because your phone sees it, and we interpret what your phone sees. And you're out of the realm of—you're uh, out of your morphic field. You're out of your human ability to perceive but certainly, if you capture something on film and you perceive what's in the film, then you see the chair in the film. But you're not seeing the chair out here. You know, it's it's matter. It's vibrating atoms. It's not,
0: yeah. Do items that are made up of vibrating atoms exist?
1: Yes, definitely, they exist, um, and they exist because we want them to. We have to want them to. We have to. So if I them. don't
0: want this chair to exist, right, it won't. Right.
1: Uh, because you, unless you see it, if you put your eyes on it and you process it and you go, yeah, that's a chair, I see it, I want it there, I need it, then um,
0: Can it I exists. stare at it and not want it to be there?
1: No. When you see it, you're processing it in your brain and in your energy. So you, when you see it, it's, you've made it, it's there. But if you, you know, the minute you disengage from that, you know, you don't see it, you know, it doesn't exist. So that's a metaphysical principle, and it kind of applies to what you're saying. Is there an objective truth? Because you're talking about seeing chickens, right? So let's say one person sees 10 chickens and the other person sees 11 chickens. What you're seeing is real for you, right? What you're seeing, what the other person is seeing, the 11 chickens, is real for them. So it all depends on what you process, what you see.
0: So are you saying that somebody could see 12 chickens and somebody could see 11 chickens and they'd both be correct?
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, what you perceive is is what enters your physical footprint, your energetic footprint, and that becomes your truth.
0: If you went to the store and you purchased an item that costs $5,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and you gave the cashier... Six dollars, mm-hmm. and they gave you no change. Mm-hmm. And they said the reason why I, I'm giving you no change is I see five dollars. Mm-hmm. Would you accept that from them?
1: Well, you you can see. I mean, you're both in the same field. You're both envisioning. You've got five dollars here and a dollar here, right? You're both seeing it. You're both. It's energy that you both share. So you can't say. I don't see this one dollar bill. I see the five, I don't see the one. That other person can't say that.
0: So what you're saying is, is we share energy when we're in the same place. So we share an objective reality when we're in the same place, right. but we don't share an objective reality when you and I are in a different place.
1: Basically, first of all, we're all connected. The entire universe is connected energetically. So we all feel each other's energy and we all impact it in one way or another. What's important uh, in, in your scenario is what we see, because that's our reality at that particular time.
0: Say, say that again.
1: In your scenario, what's important is what we see, because that's our reality at that particular time.
0: We have to see something
1: but you're to make it real. For you at any given time, objects, like solid objects or... Animals or chickens, yes, you need to see that and process it. Now, that doesn't mean that we're not all connected. We are all connected with a a lattice of energy. And uh, everything we do affects everything else. But when you're talking about objective truth, you know, we get into what's real for you, what's real for me. It It boils down to what we see, what we need in the room at the time. That sort of thing.
0: I guess where I'm a little confused Mm -hmm. is to me, truth is presumably something that is true, that is factually accurate. Mm -hmm. And if facts can change, Mm -hmm. then is there really anything such as truth? Is there truth?
1: I'll give you an example. We have an apple beautiful apple. It's red, it's shiny, it looks delicious. Two people sitting at the table. We put the apple in the middle of the table. Okay? One person is thinking, person on the right thinks, I would love to cut that apple up and eat it in slices. It just looks so delicious. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: The person on the left-hand side of the table is looking at the apple, and there's fear in this person's face. Mm -hmm. And they're going, oh my goodness, not an apple. So, The person on the right's truth is that they grew up eating apples. There was an apple tree in the backyard, and it brings back a lot of their morphic uh, memory, and they're pleased by that. Mm -hmm. The other person grew up because every time they would do something they shouldn't, their mom threw an apple at them and hit them in the head. Right. So each individual has a separate truth about that apple.
0: I think my question relates more to Yes, there are two people who are perceiving the apples differently, but there's an agreement that there is an apple.
1: The basics, um, yes, they both see the apple, they go, I I recognize this as an apple,
0: yes. But I think what I heard you tell me is that there are certain scenarios where that apple might just not exist, even though it's in the other room.
1: Oh, it exists? Oh. It, well, with this example, with people sitting at the table, it's their their truth that they're expressing when they, because it's ingrained in them. You know, one person says, uh, this is a joy for me. The other person says, this is a horror for me. So that's part of their personal truth. I mean, that's.
0: Yeah. And I get how they're perceiving the apple. But I think what I heard you say is that if I put this apple in the other room and then walk back over here, that apple might not exist.
1: It doesn't exist for you, no, at that time.
0: Does it exist in the world, the apple?
1: It's part of the entire energetic matrix of the world, yes. So
0: there is an objective truth.
1: Um, There's—your uh, objective truth is what you want it to be. But,
0: well, that would be subjective. Right. Yeah.
1: But— I'm talking about solid objects. The principle of metaphysics is that solid objects aren't really solid objects. They're vibrating atoms. I hear you. And they're there. They're there if you want them to be there.
0: But the uh, vibrating you atoms... The apple,
1: you move the apple and nobody sees it. It's not in your reality anymore.
0: But does it exist? Do, do, does the vibrating atoms exist?
1: Yeah. The vibrating atoms are everywhere. How we see and perceive them... Is an individual thing.
0: But do the vibrating atoms change any whether they're out here or they're in the, whether they're in the other room?
1: They're changing all the time. Yeah, but the, the, the idea is the space has changed. Mm-hmm. The vibrating atoms haven't changed. It's just the space that you are interacting with.
0: Can I live in a world where those vibrating atoms that make up an apple mm-hmm. exist? for me, and not for you?
1: Um, it, 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 the apple's going to exist in universal, within universal energy. And certainly, if you do not see the apple, it's not going to exist for you. If somebody else is seeing the apple, it will exist
0: for them. But do the vibrating atoms in the other room, let's say the apple's in the other room, mm-hmm. and we're both sitting out here, mm-hmm. do those vibrating atoms that make up the apple exist, for both of us,
1: um, yeah. If we want them to, I mean, it's it's there. If they if it's not like a a solid object, an apple is food, but like the chair is a solid object. That's the thing that we have to perceive to believe. It just boils down to individual truths and what we visualize and what we see and what we need as as beings, as vibrating beings. So we bring in our truth uh, all the time everything that we interact with, interacts with our basic energetic footprint. And part of that energy is morphed or changed every time we have an interaction with someone or an object or something. So if you're thinking of an apple as being truth, I think what we differ in is that my truth is more energetic. Your truth is more factual. My truth is more uh, universal, your truth is more on the table, so that's our individual truth. I'm respecting. I think I'm, I think
0: I'm losing you a little bit, so maybe if we can back up. And yeah. It's my fault. I'm sorry. Uh, sometimes I get a little. I get a little confused in these conversations. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe we should back up on mm-hmm. truth mm-hmm. and talk about just what a fact is.
1: What a fact is. Okay.
0: And maybe. We'll start there.
1: What is a fact?
0: Are there, are, are there facts in the world?
1: Um, are there any absolute truths? Is that a good question?
0: For example, facts like the earth is round. Is that a fact? Is that a, a true fact?
1: Um, it is within a certain person's reality. And um, you may, you know, you may think in terms of you know, when we're thinking about the world and the earth. If we think about Einstein's theory of relativity. That was fact for a number of years for all the astrophysicists, right? It has changed now. Well, that's it's so not a hundred percent fact.
0: So that's Einstein's theory. So I'm talking about just a fact, just
1: like is this door made out of wood?
0: Right. Just I'm just really trying to start like a very Basic, oh, okay. just so we can kind of get on the same page of at yeah, right. yeah, the very basic stuff first, if we can, and then move uh, on. Is that door made my, out of wood?
1: Yeah, From my reality, from my experience, from my information, my intellect, I would say that that door is made out of wood if I tap it and it doesn't sound hollow and I can scratch it and see the wood. So, What I, you
0: think about that door, does uh, that make any difference whether that door is made out of wood?
1: what i think about it
0: what you think about that door how you perceive the door whether you touch it or not does that have anything to do whether that door is made out of wood
1: depends on if i want to know that information or not if i'm
0: if you want to know it or not know it does that make any difference where that door was made from
1: any difference to me
0: either the door is made out of wood meaning it came from a tree or right. it didn't what you think about it does it make any difference whether the door is made out of wood
1: whether the door's made out of wood. Um, it doesn't matter to me.
0: Is that door made out of wood?
1: Okay, this is what I can tell you. That's a door, and I can tell you, I don't know whether it's made out of wood or not. That's a big question mark until I, dis- until I discover it, until I bring it into my energy. Whether
0: you discover it or not,
1: mm-hmm.
0: what does that have to do whether that door is made out of wood?
1: If you are looking for facts, you want to know for sure if there's wood there. You don't know that until you investigate it.
0: But whether you or I investigate it, does that have any bearing on whether that door originally came from a tree or it came from a metal yard?
1: It does to whoever's interested in it, to whoever wants to know that. I'm
0: not asking who wants to know it. I just want to know... Wouldn't that door come from the same place regardless of where, if we're here or not here?
1: Well, the concept that I was trying to get across is that as we perceive being a part of a big cloud of energy, right, everything has a place in that. And because everything's connected universally and everything's a vibrating atom, you and I both are the same, solid objects become different because they're they're all, they're, everything in that chair over there is vibrating. But because I see it and I need it there, then it becomes a solid object within my presence. So it's basically based on what we need in our physical environment as to what we see and how we perceive it.
0: Okay. Well, let's suppose that we don't need anything from this door. The door, I, it's just a door. We want to know the fact of where it came from.
1: Then you have to investigate that.
0: It has to be investigated to create the fact. The fact doesn't come first, right? Is that what you're saying?
1: Um, I'm saying it's a door. That's a fact. If you want to know where it comes from, you have to investigate it.
0: But is there an answer there to whether it is wood or not, whether we investigate it or not?
1: There's an answer there. And we might and not
0: have discovered it yet, but isn't there? Isn't there an answer there?
1: There's an answer there, and if you want to know for yourself and bring that into your own energy, you can find out.
0: Okay. So yeah. we can agree that regardless of what we think of the door and whether we investigate it, that if it is a wood door, then it is a wood door. Right. So I guess what I'm saying is, is that there is an objective truth— and you can disagree if you wish, there's an objective truth that that door is made out of wood. Okay? And I can go and find the uh, manufacturer's pamphlet on the door, and it'll say, this door comes from wood. I haven't investigated it yet, but... Okay.
1: Yes, that's outside the realm of my reality.
0: What's outside the realm of your reality?
1: Knowing that this is a wooden door than where it was manufactured and all the details... My reality right now is that that's a door. I don't know anything else about it. But if you have paperwork. if it's a wood
0: door, uh then it's a wood door.
1: Yeah, and you know that because you have the paperwork on it. So when you sit down and read that, you go, that expands your energy and it expands your thinking about this door. Me, right now, I have no idea. I would have to investigate it. And that's what we do with truth. We've
0: Whether you investigated it or not doesn't change the fact that if it's a wood door, it's a wood door. Right. Okay. But so the objective truth it, is is that it's a wood door.
1: Yeah, And you know that. That's your objective truth because you know that. It's not mine because I don't... Yeah, I'm, I but get what you're I saying don't. about objective... I get what you're saying about objective truth. But I'm coming from the standpoint of talking about Ethereal things and, and the things that we need as supporters to our own internal truth.
0: I just want to, like I said, start at a very basic, like ground level here.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: I'm just trying to discuss whether facts exist. Mm-hmm. And if there could be a fact that something is a wood door, regardless of we've discovered that truth yet or that fact yet, mm-hmm. it doesn't change the fact that if it's a wood door, it's a wood door. hmm we can agree on that.
1: Um, yes. It depends on how you're couching the question, but yes. I mean, somebody has got to know it's a wood door, but I don't, so. Th- yeah,
0: and, and, and maybe I don't either, but if it's a wood door, then it's a wood door. Okay. Right?
1: If it's a wood door, it's a wood door, right. Okay. But you're questioning, you have to question. That's the point I'm trying to make. With anybody's truth, they have to question first before they find out what that truth is.
0: What does me questioning whether it's a wood door have anything to do whether it's a wood door? Um,
1: it has to do with your reality. It doesn't have to do with the, the wood door. It has to do with how you perceive what the wood door is. How I made.
0: perceive that wood door. Does it have anything to do whether that's a wood door? Yes, it does. So I can perceive it. As a metal door, and then it's a metal door.
1: For you, yes. But you still have to investigate it, because (laughs) investigation's important.
0: And if it's investigated, and it comes out to be a wood door, and it's a wood door. And and it's always been a wood door. Then
1: it becomes a fact for you.
0: But there's no independent facts, then.
1: When you're talking about an individual's energy, that independent fact would have to be verified.
0: There are no independent facts. So I could believe pretty much what I want to believe, and it's true.
1: You can believe what you want to believe, but the important thing is when you start, like if somebody comes at you with a statement and says, let's say, for example, the world is flat. Somebody comes to you and says, the world is flat. And it was flat at one time, and everybody believed that. And this is fact, because
0: I've read it. You said the earth was flat at one time? Flat.
1: And and the objective truth is the world was flat at one time. I know this because I read it in a book. I didn't investigate those facts. I wasn't there. I couldn't see it. Nobody told me anything about it, but it was. That's a fact. Now, are you going to investigate that, or are you going to just let that lay and say, oh, I believe you? Well, to use your
0: example, for thousands and thousands of years, people thought the world was flat, and if they investigated it for themselves— they came up with the answer that the world is flat because it looks flat. We look yeah. outside and it looks flat. Does that have anything to do with the world being flat?
1: Um in their reality, yes.
0: But is but is the world flat?
1: No, it wasn't. Right. Right. so they had to investigate and they had but Whether they time, investigated
0: or not, what how does that change the shape of the earth?
1: Um it doesn't change the shape of the earth. So it's it so perception. The, so the earth perception. is
0: round, and that's the universal truth.
1: Not necessarily. The Earth's not entirely round. But the, the thing is, our truth is based on our perception and the fact that we have to investigate things. We can't just leave blanket statements because they're not going to be entirely true for
0: us. Have you ever investigated something and it turned out that something was wrong with the way you investigated it.
1: Certainly, I'm a scientist. I don't know if you knew that or not, but my background is science.
0: No, I did not know that. We continue our conversation with Sheila Wood as she discusses her belief that truth is the fundamental principle that governs the soul, coming up after this short break. You are listening to Being Reasonable on WHUP. If you have a belief that you wish to discuss, please connect with us through beingreasonableshow.com. Have you ever investigated something and it turned out that something was wrong with the way you investigated it?
1: Certainly. I'm a scientist. I don't know if you knew that or not, but my background is science.
0: No, I did not know that. Yeah. What's your background?
1: I have a PhD in clinical pathology, and I have specialized in microbiology for 40 years. Okay. Until the past 10 years, I've been studying metaphysics. So certainly, I have a questioning mind, and I want it to be backed up by fact, and that's why I'm so keen on investigating and understanding what truth, what fact really is. Um, I don't think fact and truth are exactly the same for a certain discussion, because I I understand where you're coming from. It's just from my perspective, truth is a little bit different.
0: I'm really not trying to talk about truth at this point. I think it's difficult to talk about truth in this broader sense that we're talking about it if we can't even nail down what a fact is. And and my, my understanding from you is that facts don't exist out there. They exist inside us. Facts Facts. exist. Just a fact.
1: I'm talking about facts, too. Okay,
0: okay.
1: Facts can be out there, and facts can be facts. But they're not part of who we are or our truth until we investigate them, see them, feel them, whatever we need to do.
0: A fact, saying the earth is round, is not a fact until I personally discover that it's a fact.
1: If you want to bring that reality into your existence, you can.
0: Isn't that an opinion then? If the earth is round, mm-hmm. is not a fact until I discover it as a fact, isn't that then an opinion?
1: Um, if somebody says the earth is round and it's their opinion unless they have seen the orb in outer from outer space, there's a lot that has to go into accepting truth. And part of it is discovery and reading about other people's discovery. So we choose to incorporate those truths into our being if we read about it and we're convinced that other people, you know, yeah. Other people have investigated. Other people have discovered, you know, the earth's shape has changed from flat to round. So Do you believe that's what happened? No. Oh. See, that's where insight comes in and that's where discovery comes in. If the people who said that the earth was flat had taken some study or some time or some other method to investigate it, perhaps they would have said, eh, maybe not quite so flat, maybe. So right.
0: there was a fact that the earth is round. They mm-hmm. just didn't know that fact.
1: Exactly. And, and, they, and even facts, if they, But even
0: if they attempted to discover that fact and didn't have the tools to discover it, would that have changed anything about the shape of the earth in actuality?
1: In actuality, no, but it would have changed their truth.
0: But it wouldn't change the fact that the Earth is round. True. So we can say that there are universal facts.
1: It's how you define fact. Are you absolutely sure the Earth is round? Is that a fact for you?
0: It's a universal, objective fact.
1: How do you know the Earth is, is round? Science. Science. Have you... You've read and you've experienced science. Is there anything else that supports your fact that the earth is round?
0: I think a scientific investigation of the shape of the earth in an objective sense is much more important, completely more important than what I think about it, how I feel about it. I think it's irrelevant what I feel about the shape of the earth.
1: Okay. So intellectually, the fact that the earth is round has become part of your truth. That's the whole thing. Whenever you think and process and incorporate... But
0: it's also the it, objective truth. It
1: becomes part of your truth. Exactly. But it's,
0: but it's also the objective truth. Right. Okay. Yeah. So there is yeah. an objective truth.
1: Right. That you can incorporate into your own because you believe it.
0: Right. Right. Okay. 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 But we can agree now that there is such a thing as an objective truth. No. No. Objective we fact. We can agree that there are objective facts.
1: Exactly. Whether or not that's a truth for you is whether or not you bring it into your energy and accept it.
0: Are truths factually true? Are truths? Factually true.
1: Factually true. Some can be. Some aren't. you can
0: have false truths.
1: Yes. Everybody has false truths as well as factual truths. It just depends on what a person brings into their energy.
0: Is a false truth
1: true? For some people, for you, how it's is not.
0: a false truth true?
1: Uh, a false truth would be something. Uh, it's it's again counterintuitive because your truth is what you believe. But if you believe uh, something that you later find out to be
0: false, you're believing a false truth. How does me believing in something make it true? How does me believing that all my chickens are purple make it true?
1: Um. It's true for you,
0: but it's not true in objective sense.
1: It's not true for everybody, no. And it's not true in objective sense. It's just so your, it's not true. It's, it's your truth. It is true. It's your truth. If you see these chickens and they're all purple to you, that's your truth.
0: So I'm bring. So I'm believing a factually incorrect
1: truth. Right, because you've brought that into your energy. Now, if if that changes, I mean that can change all the time. The next day you see your chickens and they're all red then that part of you is going to interpret that as, oh, my chickens change color, uh, but I do believe that, so that fact is becoming my truth.
0: If I want to believe that the world is flat,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: can I make that happen?
1: Um, You can relate to that um, from the standpoint of an energetic being. You can make that happen in your mind. Physically, you can't make it happen, of course. But if you want that to be part of your truth, it can be.
0: Okay. So maybe where we've been miscommunicating a bit is that truths aren't necessarily based in facts.
1: That's true. That's what I'm telling you. Exactly. We're on the same page. Truths are not ex- not necessarily factual. Exactly.
0: And you're telling me that non-factual truths
1: are true. If you want them at that particular time to be true for you, fine. They can change. They can change over time. I mean, it's all in flux. Everything is in flux. So what we incorporate on a daily basis is our truth. Tomorrow, it could change. And that fact could change. Things change. So, if we incorporate an untrue fact into our truth today, it becomes part of our energy. However, if tomorrow that fact in our perception changes, then we can reincorporate that and change the, our truth.
0: So, so You have a science background, so let's... Uh, let me, How about a thought experiment? So maybe right. I can see better where you're coming from.
1: Okay.
0: Let's suppose we're in the midst of a pandemic. Right. And lo and behold, they come out with a vaccine. Half the population desperately wants to take the vaccine because they think it's true and real and it'll save our people, it'll save our economy. And they're basing that belief off some information that they have. Mm-hmm. The other half of the country won't take the vaccine because they think it's dangerous and it's harmful and it's going to end up killing people and it's... I don't know a government conspiracy. Right. Just making a thought experiment. Right. Is there any sense of an objective reality, a, a truth, a factual answer of what should be done in that scenario? Can can we get to one?
1: Um, in other words, should everybody take the vaccine?
0: Should we all take it for the most part, or all not take it for the most part?
1: Again, all that boils down to, and I'm sorry to keep coming back to this, Mark. It comes back to each individual's truth, basic truth. Let me give you an example. I'm a scientist. When I look at this dilemma, half the population, not interested, half the population, please give me the vaccine. The first thing I'm going to do is look at the data. Mm -hmm. I'm going to look at it and I'm going to say, how many of the population or how, 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 first of all, how is this vaccine constructed? And how is that virus changing within the population? Did they do any studies to see how the genetics has changed, which this virus is very changeable. You're
0: relying on— So,
1: I'm relying on— scientific evidence. Evidence. Uh Uh-huh. Because that's my truth. A person who's not a scientist, who may be in this group, I don't want the vaccine because I think it's going to cause harm to my body because of other things that I've read and people that I've talked to. I can't argue with that
0: person. okay. So you're relying on scientific evidence. Someone else is relying on something they read, let's say, on the Internet. Right. Does that have anything to do with how the vaccine will work?
1: How the vaccine? No, uh, according to the scientific data, if you haven't tested all of the population, you don't know how that vaccine is going to work.
0: But how that individual person feels about that vaccine, will that change whether that person develops immune. antibodies against the vaccine or not. Yes. It will. Yes. So if someone believes that that vaccine won't work, then they won't develop antibodies to the vaccine.
1: They may develop some. It's going to affect how their body reacts to it. Yes, it will. Because our mind and body is connected. You cannot separate mind-body. Energy connects. So Just to be
0: clear, overall, yeah. yeah. if half the population refuses to take it, because they think it's dangerous, then they shouldn't take it anyways because that half the population overall, they're not going to really develop good antibodies anyways because they don't believe it's going to work.
1: You'd have to test that scientifically. However, there is a connection between mind-body. So if you're thinking when you get this vaccine, uh, uh, I don't want it. There's all kinds of energy traveling through your body that's rejecting it. I mean, you're you're introducing a biological substance into your body. Your mind is saying no. That affects.
0: Do you by uh, mind? Do you mean brain, or do you mean something else?
1: Your mind is your the footprint of your soul, everything that you believe.
0: And how do and we know the mind exists?
1: The mind exists. Okay, and how do we know the mind's connected to the body? That's a good question. How do we know the mind exists? It's because. Uh, we are able as humans to process thoughts.
0: Is, mm-hmm. Can that be done in the brain?
1: Uh, not entirely, no. How do we if know? If you that? have a brain that's separate from a body and a soul, you cannot process thoughts.
0: How do we know that we have a mind?
1: Because we can uh, listen and interpret and uh, process thoughts.
0: If Sarah sitting next to you and Sarah says, I have a brain that interprets thoughts. And does all these th- all these things, and you say I have a mind that does these things. How can we distinguish?
1: Well, the brain is is the f- physical organ. Okay. It's the ma- it's the machinery. Okay. Okay. The mind drives that machinery.
0: But if she's sitting next to you and she says, "I have a brain and it drives," that's the thing that drives. That's the thing that drives it. It's the brain.
1: Uh, she does have a brain. She also has a mind. But she says she doesn't. She doesn't have, she's saying she does not have a mind. Mm -hmm. Just a brain. The fact that she's saying she doesn't have a mind says she has a mind because she's processing thoughts. Right?
0: You can't. But what if she says that's what the brain does? It processes thoughts.
1: Then that's her perception of reality, but that doesn't mean she doesn't have a mind.
0: So, the mind is a universal objective construct.
1: Your mind drives, it's like...
0: Is the, there an objective entity, a thing, called the mind? No. Okay. So, if she no, believes it's that the brain, subjective. and you believe it's the mind, then you're both
1: correct. No, I believe they're both. They're dual. You have to have a brain and a mind.
0: But the but mind... She, but she says you don't the, have to, and and you're telling me that there are really no objective truths, so why can't you both be correct?
1: What she's interpreting as her brain is actually what the mind processes. But she's the brain. telling
0: you you're incorrect. She's saying the brain is what the, is what processes everything, and there's no such thing as the mind.
1: Well, that's her truth. That's what she believes. If she believes it's the brain that's that's doing all our thought processing, it, it's fine with me. But from my reality, you know, thinking scientifically, the brain's an organ. And, you know, it's tissue and it's blood and it's, it's like the tractor, right? And the mind is the gas that drives the tractor. So they're working in conjunction all the time. And if she wants to say, this is my brain and this is, yeah, that's fine. That's her truth. But if she says,
0: there's no such thing as the mind, it's just some non-physical language that you can't see and it doesn't do anything, if she says that, and you say there is such a thing as a mind that drives the brain. You both are correct. You're exactly. both equally true.
1: Exactly. You're both true. Because that's her truth and this is my truth. And I can't tell her to believe any other way or to think any other way because that's her truth. I shouldn't I'm not. Yeah, I'm not you, saying yeah, who yeah, should yeah. tell who what. Yeah.
0: I'm just yeah. trying to understand how you see the world. Yeah, right. Yeah.
1: So exactly, if if that's the way she feels and thinks, that's her truth. And the same for you and I, every, every perception that we have, every interaction that we have. Um,
0: but in, in the case of the vaccines, it would appear to me that when a vaccine comes around that we possibly would need to make some important decisions as a country
1: exactly. so people
0: don't die.
1: Exactly. I agree with you there, Mark. 100 percent. And the one thing that I think is critical is to explain to people what this vaccine is for, what it does, what it can do, what it cannot do, and all that material in between. But Sheila, that's your truth. That is is my truth. And I'm saying it right now. That's how if you question, you know, there's going to be problems when this vaccine comes out, I'm agreeing with you. And I'm saying, if that could happen, perhaps, uh, you know, the vaccine would be more broadly used, um, more broadly accepted, more broadly effective. I do believe in communication as far as the science goes and in informing. But why are
0: we communicating science to anybody we're just communicating our personal truth.
1: Um, I think that the the basis of forming a vaccine, there's so many variables there. People need to know the pros and the cons. And one of the reasons there's that half that hesitates to get the vaccine is because they've been looking at the Internet rather than looking at what has been done to develop the vaccine and what it can and
0: can't do. But what difference so, does it make? Because that's their personal truth. What difference right, does it make is, if they look at the science or they look at the internet? I mean, the, right, the, the exactly. point is, is that that's their personal truth and that makes it real for them and that's gonna change how the vaccine works for them. So why do we even have the scientific process in the first place?
1: For those people who wanna know, for those curious Who wanna know what? Want to know how the vaccine was developed and how well it worked, and what the chances are of it protecting?
0: But how and, well it works based, yeah. is based on your personal truth.
1: Based on data.
0: Oh, I thought it was based on personal truth. It's based on data. It's not. Oh, it's based on data.
1: Like if you're looking at if you're looking at how this vaccine was developed, there has to be data involved. So. And what is data? It's um, results from a population who's been vaccinated.
0: Does data an outcome, does that try to get to something that's true and real? Or is that is that just the kind of thing we do?
1: Um, it's true and real for the population that was tested. However, that does not carry over into everybody. It might not work for everybody.
0: But what's the point of us doing that? If we all have our personal truths, and we're talking about extrapolating data... I think the comment that is being made is that there is something called an objective truth out there that science, by taking a smaller population, a smaller sample, is trying to get at, is trying to figure out this smaller sample, although imperfect, is saying something objectively true about uh, the larger population.
1: Right. So, exactly, Mark, you can take that objective truth that's being said about the larger population, and you can incorporate it into your own personal truth by processing that information. If when you process that information, you say, I don't really, this data doesn't look good to me, I don't believe it, I don't, you know, I'm not still in the fence, I don't want to have the vaccine, then that's important. It changes from an objective truth to a personal truth.
0: Why is subjective truth more important than objective truth?
1: Be- I think it's critical. Uh, I think a lot of us never know our truth.
0: When it comes to the vaccine, would you rather know what a double-blind, placebo-controlled study says about the vaccine using 30,000 people, or would you rather know what your friend thinks about it?
1: Um, I would look at the data and form my own subjective personal truth from both the data and from what my friend thinks about it. And probably for me, because I'm a scientist, the science is going to be higher on the weight scale. That does not mean I'm not going to listen to my personal friend's truth. I wanna know. I wanna know what that person thinks. But doesn't mean I'm gonna bring it into my truth.
0: Are all truths equal?
1: No. No. And that depends on your background, your genetics, your past life energy, um, how you were raised, what you were raised trusting, what your parents believed, everything that influences you from day one when you enter this realm. That, uh, that is your basis. That's your energetic footprint.
0: But basic energetic footprints and things like that, I think you're telling me that that is an objective truth, that those exist. So we can agree on there's an objective truth, that there is this energy that controls minds and helps people survive their deaths. So that's an objective truth. Um, and whether I believe it or not, that's the truth.
1: Um, it, the truth is that, is that it exists.
0: What if I don't believe it?
1: Then it doesn't exist for you.
0: But does it exist objectively? <laughs> uh, yes. So there is an objective truth.
1: There are objective truths. Uh, whether or not you choose to make them your truth or a subjective truth in the process is your
0: choice. In your belief system. Yeah. Is it possible for you to be incorrect, wrong about things you think?
1: Wrong implies that you're comparing it to somebody else's opinion or somebody else's brain. That what you've
0: believed for however long, for whatever reason, is incorrect. It doesn't reflect how things are.
1: Okay. Belief systems change, right? Something that you believe is, you know, when you say something's a fact, that's a belief.
0: A fact is a belief.
1: Right. So when you say something is a fact, it's a belief.
0: I think I finally get it. A fact is a belief. A belief is a fact. And if you can wrap your head around that, then I think everything makes perfect sense.
1: Makes more sense. And as we move into acquiring more knowledge, acquiring more uh, spiritual energy, our facts and our beliefs will change.
0: Why do we have those two words, facts, beliefs?
1: I think uh, I think for the uh, for the reason that uh, humans need some way that energy or that information I'm sorry can be presented to them and it is presented to them in the form of facts when they take those facts into their brain it changes more and into their being so to speak changes more into a belief system
0: but if I can choose to believe a fact or not believe a fact it's just a fact's a belief, really.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. And that becomes your reality that it gets incorporated into your soul's energetic footprint.
0: So to me, when somebody says that a belief is a fact and a fact is a belief, mm-hmm. the way I interpret that is that nothing can be falsified. Meaning there is nothing I could say that someone else could tell me or show me that is incorrect. It's impossible. If a belief is a fact, and a fact is a belief, I can believe what I want, and it's true, and what you tell me is irrelevant. Exactly. Is it valuable to believe in anything, anything that can't be falsified?
1: Um, Overall, it's important to believe. And I think anything can be falsified.
0: So you can only falsify things for yourself.
1: Your truth is your truth. It's not anybody else's.
0: I really appreciate this conversation because this conversation encapsulates why I do the show. I find that we live in a time where we have large sections, large populations of the country who believe in wildly different things, wildly different beliefs, wildly different truths. And my premise is, and please feel free to disagree, my premise is, is that we're living in a present time that is getting us into trouble.
1: Exactly, I agree with you, Mark.
0: There's really no solution, I guess, because if there's no objective truths and everyone only has personal truths, only everyone can believe what they want to believe and it becomes true for them and their personal truths are much more important than anything else, What hope do we have?
1: Well, there's always hope, and I'm glad that you stated it that way, because in my personal opinion, I believe people are inundated with information today because it's readily available on the TV, on the Internet, on our phones. And we have a tendency to be pulled apart from our real truth and be sort of— pulled and tugged at in all different directions. But what is really important, I think, for people to do is understand what they believe as their personal truth.
0: If we all reflect and develop our personal truths, let's say, and a vaccine comes out that's proven to be, let's say, safe and effective, But but as a population, we've all sat, we have our personal truths, and by and large, we've all come to the conclusion that that vaccine is dangerous and it's going to hurt us. That's pretty much how it shakes out.
1: Uh, yeah, and if you believe that, I mean, it depends on where, you know, what happened or what information happened to to influence your decision. But certainly, it's all about communication. I'm sorry, but, and how that vaccine is communicated to the population and how the so studies the pe- are done. You're saying
0: that the people who are getting their information off the Internet they're not communicating it probably well enough to you, so you'll understand that you shouldn't take it.
1: That could be true, yes. That can be very true. Scientific experts need to communicate scientific data. I'm sorry, and and.
0: But really, but, they need to, but really they more need importantly, or I mean, you could say it's really the people off the internet who should be communicating their information better to the scientists.
1: I think there's a, you know, they need to come together. The people who are talking to the masses, wherever the masses are getting their information from, needs to be in conversation with the scientists and need, needs to know. But sometimes you just need to give a number, give a percentage. This vaccine will work on 70% of the population. Sometimes that helps. You know, if you give some sort of information that's a, a blanket, Everybody will understand. Something but if the majority of the
0: people read on the Internet that 10% will be affected positively, yeah. Yeah, then, then really we should probably go with that.
1: Uh, you know, well, you can't regulate what people say on the Internet. But, you its can't.
0: I mean, it's equally true. I mean, it's equally valid, of course. So we probably should uh, do it.
1: Yeah, some people will take that into their energy and they'll say... I believe what I read on the internet, and I just believe it because this person said it, and that's all the information I have. It's going to become my truth. We have to be open-minded and go to the correct source to get our information. Go to maybe several different sources.
0: What's the correct source?
1: Those that perform the studies should make that data available
0: to the general public. But why isn't Susie down the street the correct source?
1: because Susie can be the correct source for those people who have the same inclinations you know, as her truth. I mean, they, they can have their own personal truth. If you're thinking in terms of vaccinating widely the population, then again, it boils down to communication.
0: What are we communicating?
1: Communication about it, whether it's positive or negative or truthful, or it has to be truthful factually. But the communication, the way the communication is— What do you is, mean it has
0: to be truthful or factual? It, it, because Susie it, it, says what she says is truthful and factual.
1: Yeah, for her. Yeah.
0: And, and science, I guess, is saying what's truthful and factual for whoever— From
1: a scientific standpoint. It seems like
0: what Susie's doing wrong, Susie needs to communicate it in a way better so more people could understand it and more people can get what she's talking about.
1: Well, conversation's important, communication's important— when it comes down to the citizens from higher up, that's important. Um, we all need to be in constant conversation about it. Higher up? From like the people who do the studies, whatever, people who- Well, okay low or
0: lower up. Yeah. In the case of Susie would say, you know, well, it's-
1: From wherever the defining information comes from about the vaccine, which is usually, you know, scientific studies. I mean, that's where it all or comes Susie.
0: from. <laughs> or, no, I mean, right.
1: I know. I know what you're getting at. It, you, know, you know, what's coming up. We're going to all need to take a vaccine, but, you know, you need to know the facts before you go into it. And those who choose not to, they're going to choose not to. We can't change that.
0: Know so, the facts?
1: Yeah. You know, know what What the data says.
0: But what difference does the data make?
1: Um. It points to, like you were saying, a, a subjective, or, or not a subjective, but a small section of the population that's been tested. That's all we have to go on. That's all we have. We can't Yeah, test but answer. that would
0: say something that's true and real about the world. I mean, that would say that, that how this vaccine works on some people might have an, an objectively universal implication on other people, so it probably wouldn't be a good idea to rely on data.
1: I don't think you can say that. I just think, as in everything else, what you need to communicate is what has been done and what the possibilities are. And that has to be clear, and that has to get to every person in the population
0: somehow. I know, and Susie thinks the same way, that the vaccines are dangerous, and she's read that, that needs to get out to everybody, and it should.
1: But where did, you know, where did she read that? I mean, I, I well, don't know. I mean, it's
0: her personal Yeah, it's her personal
1: belief. I yeah, mean, and
0: so that's her, but truth. That's her truth. How and, do
1: you get, you can't force people to read data as opposed to what's on the Internet? I mean...
0: I know, and that's what Susie says. Susie says, you can't force people to read the information I'm reading. That's correct. I mean, if people choose to read data... I mean, what are we going to do? I mean, people can be wrong all they want, I guess.
1: Yeah. And, the, and, you know, the whole thing is with this coronavirus, it's just everything's so new. We don't know, even with the data set, what's going to happen in the general population. We don't know that. So you're right. What's the point?
0: From the WHUP studios in downtown Hillsboro, North Carolina, I'm Mark Solomon. And you've just listened to another episode of Being Reasonable. Questions? Thoughts? Connect with us at beingreasonableshow.com. See you next week.